Nobody knows. Dan, I'm getting I'm getting really tired of starting off the podcast with sad, sad news, man. I'm really getting tired of this. The trouble I've seen. Nobody knows. My sorrow. You're you're making any better, man. You're making it better. I right, anyway, guys, we're back. Let's change it up, Phil. Let's change it up. I got an idea. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Oh yeah, man. Why'd you stop it? Hey, Dang. you know what this is? Ah, uh, Dan doesn't know what this is. Dan has no idea. TK Zizzle. Wrong. Who is it? This is Mashamplani. The predecessor to TKZ. Shout out to Mdu. will never understand the pleasure you'd feel going to spin along <laughs> and you get the cassette this is, I had this on cassette Dan cassette not even CD cassette <laughs> No, but we're going to turn up. We're going to turn up today. We're going to turn up despite the sad, sad, sad news that we got. Um, let, shall, let, shall we start the show first? Or? Nah, I guess we play music, you know. Nah, we're playing homage. We need to pay homage. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we got the sad news. That Tokolo, a.k.a. Magesh, passed away. If you're an age group, you can't deny this man's effect. Finish it up, Dan. Let's go. The thing that people don't realize about, well, you know, let me not say that, but a lot of people didn't understand that Tokolo was a lyricist. He was a proper lyricist. The early days of TKZ and Kwaito and what that meant. This this man was was dropping in bars. Mm. It wasn't just it wasn't just thing. It was bars. But I think we we can't not drop this. I had this on single. Shout out to my sister. We had the three track single. <laughs> uh, this was before Halloween Halloween dropped, and we used to rinse this. Mm. <laughs> 
This, uh, I think even without the sad news, this week would have played this song. You know why? Um, why, Dan? Because of Benny McCarthy yes. getting the job? Because <laughs> of Benny McCarthy training Cristiano Ronaldo. That's why. You know what? One for my diva. I got you. Eddie Bopo Salta. We move. We move. We move. Not to see. Oh, me not to see. Man. R.I.P. Magesh, man. Tragic news. Dude, all our heroes, like all my childhood heroes are dying, dad. We're at that age, Philip. We're at that age. If you think about it, when you were a child... Your heroes were in their 30s, maybe. Some of them in their 40s. And now, here we are. Yeah. Here we sad. are. What is that, 20 years later? So, it's a sad thing to yeah, think about, but yeah. I mean, that's that's the age we're at. So, yeah, man. RIP, my gosh, man. Thank you so much for the memories. Thank you so much. I remember I met him once. Actually, I met him twice. I met him twice. There's one time I met him. Oh, man. What is the name of these events? Uh, Refilo Ramachase used to do these events in Marlborough. I'm trying to remember what their name was. Um, I remember them just now. I went to one of those. Weirdly enough, Marlborough is I met in, my in Zimbabwe. No, Marlborough is in Joburg. Okay. Santon. There's a... Um, he uh, he did an event there. Um, got it, got to chop it up for a second. There was also another week I was there, same event. Um, I saw Pro Kid. That was that was, I saw Pro Kid before Makasana, and my my life was made. That was probably the best nights, <laughs> like in the early days. Then I saw them at Math Town Heights. Um, but I didn't go backstage. But then I saw them at uh, DSTV Delicious. I wanted to post them, but I was thinking, yeah, it's a bit tacky. But a couple of years back, I was at DSTV Delicious and they were the headline acts. Um, and I was in the DSTV marquee tent because uh, DSTV had flown me out. So I was literally there with them, just there. 
And I was just, I was just like, yo, you don't understand. <laughs> like, oh, I, we didn't even know we had a big fight. I was like, dude, you don't understand how big you guys were in Zim. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It was, it was dope, man. <sighs> Shout out to Cabello. Cabello's actually a really solid dude, man. I had, a, I had some dope chats with Cabello, man. But yeah. <sighs> Sad. Okay, boys and girls, uh, let's take this opportunity to start the show. Despite the sad news, the show must go on, as they say. Yep, and I'm fighting through a grave illness. Uh, you got the one that uh, I had, Philip. Via, via, dude. Now I'm actually feeling better. I, I know what it was. I was just, I was just burnt out. Like my body was so exhausted. It was like, oh, you don't want to chill? Fine, let me make you chill. I, I slept for twelve hours today. I woke up. I was immediately better. <laughs> if I get a good night's sleep tonight, I think I'll be fine by tomorrow. Well, um, I have to ask, are you good to go? Sound of the them. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles. Your boy Danny, that guy. <coughs> oh my god! <coughs> I overdid that one. Ah, uh, Danny, that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford, Wegumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm down with these streets. <coughs> Call me the leader of the friend group, aka Akuna Mumwendi Danimo. That's right, that's right. He's with the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable. The I thought I was sickable, but Dan is coughing up a stormable. Good Lord. Phil Chad, a.k.a. Flynn Floss, the big boss, baby. If it's a P. A.k.a. Filthy Phil, a.k.a. Sexington Lovu, a.k.a. DJ Mukara, the end. Homonati, shabada tingaro drink. Hey, what's up? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbos. I know we've been MI for a bit. MIA. But before we address yeah, it, we did an episode last week. We haven't done a mental wellness, but we were here last week, man. We had an amazing interview with Bantu, man. Amazing interview. We did have an amazing interview with Bantu. That's true. We're going to get into it. But to start off the show, let's start off as we normally do with uh, Zimbabweans doing it big. I got uh, some Zimbabweans to shout out right here uh, of doing great things. First of all, huge shout out to a comedian in Zimbabwe who has blown up. I mean, Steve Harvey just loves him. Long John. Mm. Um, he won uh, the A-list comedy ultimate comedy competition in uh, Atlanta. It was basically two nights of comedians going head to head that culminated in a final round on the Saturday. And uh, yeah, my man's who was he up against? He was up against. Let me see. Uh, I don't have a list of all the different people that were on there, and I didn't watch it. I just see the news now afterwards. Um, so what had happened was. Uh, if you had been following him, around about May, he posted on his Twitter. He's like, listen, I need your help. I'm trying to raise funds so I can get a green card, so I can follow my dreams in the USA. In the USA. And uh, I, I guess at some point, I mean, I think he was visiting. But at this mo- at this point in time, he's got to go find me to try and help him raise funds to pursue his dreams 
And it seems it's working out for him because here he's just won this comedy competition. Um, That's what's up, man. Yeah. Uh, That's what's he won $1,000 cash. Uh, weekend work at the Laughing Skull Lounge, automatic acceptance into the Red Clay Comedy Festival. He's headlining at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven comedy festivals. And uh, he's got a booking with One Up Comedy. So he's doing big things over there. Shout out to Long John. I remember when I when I saw a Long John set. Um, mm-hmm. And to be fair, uh, he bombed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He bombed. So somehow in my head, it was just like, ah, you know, I know Long John. Eh, you know, not you don't carry great memories when that's the. I, I only saw him once, and and I just kind of kept that memory. But like, I keep hearing like, yo, he won this competition. He's impressed this person. He's done this. I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess you know that that um, that weird bias that I had in my head from just seeing him once on a day that he bombed. Uh, I need to change that. Secondly. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Kimberly Jade. Kim Jade is nominated for the 2022 DSTV Content Creator Awards. Um, she's been nominated in the fashion and style category. Um, it is, I believe, a publicly voted category. And uh, yeah, congratulations to Kim Jade um, for being uh, nominated. And uh, hopefully she wins that award. Uh, also, congratulations to her revealing her new boo at uh, the most recent Miss South Africa. I don't know if she'd done that reveal before, but that was uh, that was the first that I'd seen. And you really follow her account closely. Who's so who's her boo, Dan? Because you seem to be all up in the gossip. I don't know. I just saw it on. I saw her posted on her Instagram. I was like, oh, nice. I don't know. Let me. What's his name? All up in the tea. All up in the tea. Wow. What his name is. I don't. I. I Speaking of tea, okay. Okay, okay. Let me finish with Zimbabwe is doing it big before I get into this mess. Um, what's the name of her boo? I'm checking her Instagram now. I just saw her post it, um, you know, at her. Um, and I didn't know if that was a boo or she was just there with someone, but I saw everyone in the comments, like people who would know her and stuff like, oh my God, you guys look great. Love looks good on you guys. Oh my God. Uh, the two of you look amazing together. Oh my, uh, so I was like, "Oh, I guess that's her man's." Uh, oh, yeah, oh, this, oh, I know. He's, he's a photographer. Okay, okay. I mean, okay, they look okay, good. Okay. I mean, look, her dress is dope. He's looking slick, and I think you know they match. I don't know what type of person he is, though. But uh, yeah, I hope he can handle the high energy that Kim has. But congratulations to Kim for being nominated. And then finally, um, as in, someone who have, we have mentioned before in Zimbabwe is doing it big. We've played her song actually. The rapper in Canada, whose name is Charmaine, we played her song Logic, uh, I believe a while back. Well, her song has been selected for Madden 23 soundtrack. Alongside mm, Snoop Dogg, mm. Nas, Kendrick Lamar, Tyler the Creator, uh, Corday, Chris Patrick, Dreamville, among many others. So congratulations to Charmaine, <laughs> standing among giants, Pamamonye Papo, on that soundtrack mm. for Madden 23. My sister Sazito. You you remember her song, right? You remember when we played it? Let me just. I'm just yes, then I featured it. I I, I know it's it's in the play. Then I know. You the one that forgets people. I don't. There's too many people to remember. Why is it so quiet? Um. Dan, there's First something off, going let me talk my itch. Got a couple fine. things I, I got across off my list. How you insomniac for sleeping on my ish? It's a bad b- soundtrack. Read the script. Ah, uh, born in the motherland, headed straight down to the south. Tennessee mornings with pops working three jobs. I knew that they struggled to get it. That's why I wanted to get it. That it's embedded, you get it? Treat it like a law. 
Okay, Charmaine, come through. Okay, Charmaine. So, yeah, so that's the song that's on the Madden 23 soundtrack. Congratulations, girl, and, uh, Zim- and other Zimbabwean doing it big. We give thanks. Mm. <sighs> All right. Hey, last week, as we mentioned, following up, we had uh, an interview with um, Bantu, a.k.a. Tinashe Sivanda. Dope interview. Actually really enjoyed it. Um, I would love to actually sit down with him and chop it up again because I think he's got so many stories and just understanding the music and how things work. And I think this whole of the past week, I've been listening to a lot of Bantu music because of that interview. So I was just checking out like the stuff that he's done. And I realized I missed that uh, there's the Amapiano song that he did in, um, you know, the Amapiano song that he did with Dr. Chai, the most recent one. The name has just escaped my mind. Uh, I'm going to quickly look it up now. Did I sleep on this? I was, I was like, oh, snap. I missed, I slept on it. I missed it. Because now I was listening to like his playlists and stuff. And uh, the song is called uh, Winnie Hollow Rhythm. Oh, yes, yes. Yes! No copy paste, no face no case. When I pull up in a bima bima, you know one this race. Been a big big boy, been a big big boy. When I pull up in a rover rover, that's a big big boy. Fashion dealer, with your waist like a diva. Such a teaser. Doctor Chai and Bantu. Chin 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 chin, man, those guys are dope. Shout out to those guys and shout out to Bantu for coming through onto the podcast and being such a dope interview. That was our last week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Go check out his music and stream it. It would be dope if a guest comes on and then the next week they notice a significant bump in streams. You know what I'm saying? So go stream it. Just have it playing on your siblings' phones as well. Mm, so look, look at Dan. Are you, are you now a Bob? Why are you adopting Bob's streaming tactics? We, we got, Every time Nicki Minaj drops a song, they drop like a 20-point prior presentation on how to game the system. It's embarrassing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that was from last week. Um, so what I was going to ask you, Philip. I don't know if you saw the most recent trending, semi-trending post of Levels and Shashal together. I did. I, 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 I did. I did. Unfortunately, I did. Yes. I don't know if I want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to talk about yeah. it either. Anyway, let me, let me I just say it. this. Uh-huh. I, I saw it. I just, I just, yeah, I don't want to talk. Okay, it's fine. So what do you want to say? I was going to say, I, you know what? I'm a very skeptical person, but you know, a lot of times it's none of my business. I don't care, you know, but <laughs> I, people people kept coming to me. I was like, guys, 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 guys. Can you just be serious? Be realistic. And I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm willing to accept that I was wrong. You're such an idiot. You're so gullible. So that, that that's what that's what convinced you. That's what got you there. Like, yeah. Philip, Philip, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way that video would happen if there was not stuff happening. No way. Okay. I refuse. Okay. I refuse. I refuse. Okay. I refuse. You, but you, you are so naive. I love it. You're no, so naive. First of all, that having been said, again, I still don't care. It's none of my business. It's just a point of interest that I noticed from my peripheries. But what I was going to say is, 
somehow I have more respect for her now. <laughs> if she's going to go this far, she deserves it. Like, uh, <laughs> she's really putting her, she's really putting her foot no, no, into no, no, it. No, 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 like, not that, not that. You can't question her dedication. Like her dedication is unquestionable. I mean, there's that, that, but that's not what I mean. What I mean is, <laughs> I, I don't like, saw the sign. How, no, I don't like how much emphasis we place on and classism. So, you know, if you're willing to not be that person, I'm down. I like it. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this. This is just, I feel like I've already given it way more that attention than I should, but I was wrong. It was weighing on your soul then. It was weighing on your soul. No, it was weighing I, I, when on I, when your I was spirit. doing the intro and when I was talking about it, the, it just reminded me of that. When I was talking about uh, Kim, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I remember that. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll talk about it later. Anyway, moving on. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about, Phil. There's there's difficult conversations to have, and uh, for you, uh, and there are some that we are not. I don't, let me let me preface this. There are some conversations we are not going to have. If you came here expecting some topics to be discussed, they will not be discussed, and that's all I'm going to say. Before we before we started recording, Phil and I were discussing the thing that we're going to discuss now, and we were. Here's the thing. Okay, it's something we've touched on before. Both Phil and I are plugged into the entertainment industry. We know a lot of these people personally. We have dealings with them regularly. On the one hand, we want to be honest with you, our listeners. You know what I'm saying? We want to have a, a legit conversation. We want you to hear what we're talking about, what we're thinking. But on the other hand, some conversations, especially about people you know, you know you can't think about your workmates. If they heard every conversation no, that you have no, in private. This, this, uh, no, there's a, there's a caveat. These are, these are people I know. There are certain people who have been there for me. Like in real ways, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Real ways. Like when, when my heart was about to give out in my immune system, someone came and gave me food for the week and was checking on me every day. You know what I mean? Someone that looked out for me that done an innumerable number of things for me. So trust me, I, I am not a journalist. I have never taken an oath to be impartial. I am extremely partial. <laughs> when I, when I can't give the real, I'll give the real. But certain times, I'm not going to give the real. I'm not going to speak on it. That's what I'm going to say. And, and I, I think that's fair. And you guys will understand when we say there's some things that we're just not going to speak about. Because there are conversations that you can have in private, sure. But then like in public, especially because you know inside information. So there's, there's bigger issues. Then there's other issues like the one we are just about to talk about, which is... About no, no face marks in public. Yes, finally. No. <laughs> you know... <laughs> Ain't nobody care about that, Philip. Okay, so this story we're about to speak about, I know some inside information. <coughs> so do I, but... <clears throat> but uh, that, that it's on, it, it, honestly, that inside information is not important. I thought this would be a very interesting discussion to have. Very, very interesting. Um, as you know, this podcast pays a lot of attention to pop culture, entertainment, and so on. So here's the situation. Uh, TXC and I'm a piano duo from South Africa to, uh, you know, attractive ladies who've really built a brand. They're dope DJs. They, they have a, a really dope set. Um, I've, I, you know, sometimes when I'm working, I sometimes I've put on different like mixes and stuff. And sometimes I'll put on a TXC set and it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you feel that this is dope. Mm, and, mm, um, mm. they've been, they've been touring the world. I mean, if you'd listened a couple of episodes ago, we had people in Germany that were excited to see TXC perform at a festival, 
Um, they've been in other parts of the world. I, I think they were at Afro, at the um, what you call it in Portugal. Portugal. What's it called? Uh, the uh, I can't remember. Yeah, Afro Nation. Afro Nation. But th- that's beside the point. The point is they're a pretty big deal. Um, DJs. They're maybe just below the level of major league. So TXC were one of the headline acts at uh, the Yo-Yo World Festival in Harare. I believe we're going to I believe we're going to get in some details there Philip you, were you uh, in present in attendance? <laughs> Finish your intro and I'll, I'll come in. Okay, cool. Look at you try to you can you can you try to step on me. Don't 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 you dare. I'm not trying don't to step you on you. I was asking you were there, right? It, it, I see it listed in our we outside segment. I know I wasn't there, so it must be you who was there. Dan, what are you looking at? It's not I never put that there. What are you talking about? You, okay, all right. Cool. I know. Okay, you'll talk about it. It's fine. Anyway, what, what document are you looking at, Dan? It's not on the We Outside section. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. I mean, uh, there was a conversation. There was some stuff that I moved. I think it hasn't popped the same issue that we we're having. It's the, the the notes app that we're using. Dan, get your Apple gift card, bro. What's going on in your I life? Know, I know. I, you know, I, I, I asked the madam and she was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. But now, I, I, you know, I don't want to feel like the broke boy who's asking his woman for something, you know? I don't want to keep reminding her. Let me just send her a message like, babes, hey, please don't forget. Anyway, <laughs> here's a story. I, I, I'm just giving you a little bit Pride of the background. T- TXC was scheduled to perform at a pretty big concert here in Harare uh, on the 12th of August this past weekend. Um, they were part of the Yo-Yo World Festival that was uh, going to be, where was it? I can't remember. doesn't matter. It was at Alex Sports Club. Alex Sports Club. TXC mm-hmm. did not turn up. To the festival. Mm-hmm. In fact, that evening, images started circulating of TXC arrested, allegedly. Mm. Or up, they weren't. They weren't technically arrested, but they were. It looked like they were, and the and uh, some of the blogs were saying TXC arrested. Anyway, um, a lot of people are now wondering what's going on. What's the, what's the issue? What's the story? And then they put out a statement. Taron, well, specifically, I don't know if. Uh, if, what's her name? Claire, 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 the other one. Taryn says, TXC says, this is a statement that was put out. Are you going to use your accent? No. <laughs> I feel like that's rude. Imagine if we get them on the show, Philip. Won't you feel bad thinking about the time that you mocked their accent? It's not mocking. Just putting, it's, it's called characters. Like, you know, we, like do, we do want to create like ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DXC has noted with disappointment certain unfounded social media reports pertaining to a previously scheduled appearance at an event in Zimbabwe, Kariba, on the 2nd to the 3rd of October 2021. In September 2021, TXC was contacted by Zimbabwean based promoter Mr. Remo Jackson requesting an appearance by TXC in Zimbabwe for an exclusive and private event with very important personalities. That's in quotation marks. Sadly, what later transpired led to an unfortunate state of events which made us feel unsafe and insecure due to a failure to deliver as contracted with the said performer. Regard to our safety in an environment of gross gender-based violence and the description of the event by the promoter prompted our decision to decline other engagements to enable us to attend that of the promoter. This is a very long statement. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but 
Long story short, they were booked for a gig in Kariba. They say, upon arrival, we felt uncomfortable given that the promoter provided no professional security whatsoever. And notwithstanding this breach of contract, TXT still proceeded to honor its commitment to perform despite unease and reservations regarding our safety. Once at the venue, it further transpired that our services had been engaged under false pretenses as the nature of the event were misrepresented. Those who are good at reading between the lines will recognize that, as I mentioned earlier, TXC, two attractive women in the public eye, invited to a place with, air quotes, very important personalities. Uh, They go on to explain how there was no structure for the event and so on. Anyway, they were then re-engaged a year later for the Yo-Yo World Festival. And, well, um, this is what happened. The promoter in question came to our hotel accompanied by a what? A mod. To uh, demand repayment. Mob, I thought it was mob, but it was a typo. Okay, so accompanied by a mob to demand repayment of what he termed wasted costs at the October 2021 event, amounting to more than 500,000 rand, notwithstanding that the promoter had committed to paying an amount of only 40,000 rand a day for the event. Uh, the hotel staff, our road manager, and ourselves were practically held at ransom while the promoter demanded a minimum of 200,000 rand to release us and remove the car barricades they had placed outside the hotel, failing which they threatened to have our passports confiscated and yelled against our will. So, (sighs) I was not there in Kariba, so I don't know for a fact what happened. But judging from the statement that TXC have put out, they went to Kariba, as they were booked for a gig, they arrived in Kariba and they were like, whoa, you guys have misrepresented what was going to go on. We don't feel safe. Regardless, they still went to the venue. And then after a while, they were like, you know what? We actually don't feel safe here. We're leaving now. And they didn't perform. They went back to South Africa. A year later, they're back in the country. Remo, who had booked them for Kariba, according to the statement, went to the hotel room, held them hostage. <laughs> Because he was demanding that they pay back. Not just what they had paid, but also, air quotes, wasted costs. Of course, this is just one side of the story. I don't find it very difficult to believe. But uh, that's the situation. Me being in the industry for a while, I've observed. I've been part of conversations and meetings where... People have demanded or requested or shown interest in particular artists, but not for the music. Um, that that's I find that very sucky. I, I find it very skin crawly. It's sleazy, Dad. It's so it's sleazy it's and creepy. And now again. Like I was saying, I don't know exactly what happened in Kariba, but according to the statement, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like these two attractive DJs who are great at their, at their craft, and they just so happen to be attractive women, were booked to perform, but according to them, it was false pretenses. 
and it looked like the men that were there were interested in more than just performances. Naturally, they felt like, yo, this ain't that kind of party. We out of here. And I think about it like a, a man would never have to think about it. But imagine who's a, who's a young, let's say Tammy Moyo. Tammy Moyo, young, attractive artist who throws it down on stage, dances well, dresses well, looks good, you know, with the white wig and whatever, has definitely created a brand for herself. A man would never have to consider, should I take this gig or not? I've been booked for a private party. Imagine arriving at this private, and this is a hypothetical situation. Imagine arriving at this private party that you've been booked for. You walk in and it's 20, 30 men just chilling there. And they've booked you for a private performance. They ha- According to the contract, it's two hours. How unsafe will you feel? Imagine the promoter says, we will be responsible for security. You get there and there's no security. Or there's one weak looking security guard. That's, that must suck. Anyway. Um, <laughs> people so with money. I'll, 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 anyway, yeah. A lot of thoughts went through, through my head when I read this. Um, and Dan's right. This, this industry is sick. And part of the reason why I've, 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 I've always not fully dive, dive dove into the industry is because of this. It's, you need to have a certain level of cognitive dissonance to have any form of success in the industry. And that means you're dealing with, on a day-to-day basis, people who view women as objects, who have these antiquated views. In fact, I'll, I'll come back to it later. I don't know if you saw the Woodstock documentary. Actually, let me, let me write that down because it actually reminds oh, yeah, me of what I, I wanted be, to talk I'd about. I've meaning to watch that. Yeah. I'll come back to that later. So, I literally had this conversation with someone just the other day. Um, they're from a marginalized community and they wanted to come out. And I had to tell them, yo, I can't take you here. It's not that as a homie, I, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to be seen with you. I just know what you'll deal with there. Or over the weekend, um, my partner was around and I literally tell him like, yo, you don't want to show that much leg at this event because it's just going to cause attention. And when you think about it, that's a terrible thing. So this podcast operates on the assumption that we believe women. I don't, I don't understand why they would lie. And to be honest, this story is not new. I heard two versions of the story long before this press release was released. However, it's not my place to come out because I can't, I can't like what I can't accuse someone or, or speak about an issue that is hearsay that is, that has not been brought up by the, 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 the alleged victims. Now the alleged victims can, can speak on it. I can say, yo, this isn't the first time I've heard of this story. And especially around that time, considering what was going on, that was the modus operandi of that squad. And that is filthy. But also people are scared to speak on it because there's relationships that need to be protected and this, then the third. But if that's how you move it, that's foul. And if you're innocent, prove it in court. And that's the other stupid thing, which even is more frustrating and more infuriating. Because what the F are you doing? I like, Remo, you're pushing 40, my dog. You're pushing 40. And you're pitching up to a hotel with Lord knows how many goons 
to sweat two women. On what planet is that okay? On top of that, you're sweating women to give you a payment. How would you expect them to pay you in Zim? So even if you have an FNB in South Africa, for example, you want them to do an EFT when they should be planning to prepare for a show. Like, how does this make sense to you? If you feel like you're defrauded and you had all the paperwork in check, would this not be a simple case of just going to, to the police, laying a case next time they arrive in Zimbabwe, they'd immediately be nabbed at the airport? Even this e- is what e- even then, Phil, the music industry is not... Remo didn't pay cash into TXC's hands. If there's an issue that needs to be dealt with, you're going to be dealing with the managers, perhaps labels, perhaps... Um, booking agents, those are all involved with payments and and refunds. You know, do you know? But you know why? I I, I, was, I think we were saying the reason why he didn't sweat those people is because those are probably men. Yeah, he didn't sweat the manager, the booking agents, because all those people are probably men. Or even more worse and more concerning and more foul is they already hear the like yo, listen, we like the look of these women. Yo, do you think there's something that might be able to pop off? And some sleazy people who who are less than reputable will be like, they'll even sell it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Just so that they can get, make their commission. Meanwhile, they're sending these artists into the, the uh, into the lion's pit. And that, that that's the foul thing, man. Not only that, I, I can't even make it about Zimbabwean thing because it's 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 a global thing. But now, when you've got Uncle Waffle saying, yo, I'm not coming back to Zim. Did you just see what they did to TXC? Y'all are, y'all are at your minds. You know, um, you know, oh, my goodness, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? The one who had an issue with Mac G, R&B singer. Um, Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox. Um, Ari Lennox is gone. Seems... Like it's just another social media issue. But do you know how many people have started to build stereotypes about South African men? Probably well-deserved. Same thing is happening here. Nah, if you get booked in Zim, you know what it's about. Why, why, Why is it certain people have been booked over and over and over and they keep coming here? Hmm? Got questions. The other thing is... Wait, which people... No, I mean like there's certain there's certain artists that have been booked multiple times to come to Zim. As an example, Boiti. Boiti's come to Zim officially booked at least three or four times. Uh-huh. For the level of 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 um newness, novelty of her singing and rapping. That's like, oh, okay, already three or four times? <laughs> hey, Dan got engaged and threw all his, his former loves into the fire, just throwing her into the pit, just <laughs> no, throwing her under the bus. This is not her. I'm not, I mean, I'm not throwing her. She Obviously, she's a business. <laughs> if you, I sell the service, if you want to pay for it, come through. But I question at least one or two of those times that she came here, the people who might have booked her would have had questionable motives. Mm-hmm. And like I've saying, I've been, or maybe not part of, but I've I've been in the room when I've heard conversations about who should we bring. Nah, I want Ninki. No, but we were thinking that you know the the kind of uh, event that we're looking for is like no, no, I want that person. Like okay, okay. Anyway, 
the a secondary and far less messed up thing, but still a messed up thing, is someone else had an event that evening. And the reason they were in the country was to perform at that event. And you're like, nah, I don't care about that. I'm going to hold these people hostage, as, as, as was said in the statement. So now that other event is probably got uh, making a loss or people are not paying or there's going to be uh, people angry and like at least respecting your fellow or your fellows in the, in the industry. Like, come on, man. Again, to be fair, like I'm saying, I do believe the statement from TXC, but it's also fair that to consider that we've only heard one side of things. So I don't know, maybe Remo, you've got an explanation that makes sense, or maybe you're being misrepresented somehow, or there's a misunderstanding. I don't know. Maybe that exists, but so far you're looking foul, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, (sighs) the thing is this mentality and obviously Remo has, should have every opportunity to defend himself or at least say his side of the story. But I don't think there's much he could say that could sway my opinion. But the thing that is bolstering our thoughts on this is we've heard this so many times and birds of a feather. So we're like, yeah, yeah, this, 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 this sounds painfully familiar. This is absolutely not the first time that I've heard such a story. Absolutely not of people who refused to perform or people who said afterwards that they felt extremely uncomfortable and so on. That's happening regularly. And, and like Phil said, it's not, it's not exclusive to Zim. It's a, it's a, an everywhere thing, but yeesh. But, but the thing that is more concerning to me here is when something, this embarrassing and depraved occurs, as Dan mentioned, you're screwing over other promoters. This was Yo Yo Yo's Entertainment. Those those are kids. Like they literally just finished university. This was their first major event. They've done a few smaller events, mm. right? But this was their first big event. Dan, can you imagine your first big event? Your headline act doesn't pitch, and you have no control over the situation. Mm. And someone who you've looked probably looked up to, someone who you associate with in the club every weekend is the reason that they couldn't do like, why would you put them in that position, man? Uh, there's a lot here, man. Anyway. Um, so yeah, anyway, yeah, it was, it was good. Dali Wonga finally managed to perform. Uh, uh, so, so were you there at the uh, yo-yo say, world? Let me, let, let me say there, there were some growing pains for the event. Um, what happened was we went for sound check. I, I managed to scope the scene during sound check and I was like, okay, this looks like it's going to be a youthful event. And then there were a few issues that had me feeling like the organization wouldn't be there. Cause once again, it's your first event, you know, there's some growing pains. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's some things you need to work through. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a skip. So I, I, I went home. Um, we went to watch Thor. <laughs> um, funny enough, I was like I'm watching Thor and then I look at my hand and I, I still got the, the artist tag <laughs> from the festival. So I had to take it. <laughs> I was Thor. But I'll talk about okay. it. Um, no, no, no. I actually want to talk about it with you. I want to give it its own segment because you, you always, yeah, yeah, you were Taika Waititi's number one. You were like, yes, Taika Waititi can do it. No, no, no. We can even go back to the episode. But anyway, we'll talk about it. It's fine. Yeah, so for now, but, but 
just going back to this TXC issue, and uh, I guess in our We Outside segment, we'll discuss more about this, the events that happened this weekend. I guess the last couple of weekends, because we haven't spoken uh, about them. But going back to this TXC issue, long story short, I think it takes us men to also be loud voices as well, to add to the other voices, to say, nah, man, that's foul, or nah, that's not cool. Um, on the one hand, it is, I think it's very fair and perfectly fine to shoot your shot. No. No, let me finish my point. In, in, as a general rule, a person can shoot their shot. No. But when you recognize that there are situations, for example, I have paid you for a service to come and let's say I've paid a private DJ to come and DJ here. You can't do that. That's, 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 that's the equivalent of sexual harassment at the workplace. So shooting your shot is not the problem. The problem here is, first of all, again, without, without going too deep, let's, let's assume the best possible thing, which is I saw someone I thought was hot and I shot my shot. You can't do that at work. That's sexual harassment. What I'm saying is, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with, in a vacuum, someone with money trying to use their money to get the attention of a woman. In itself, in a vacuum, that's not necessarily wrong. There's, there's women out there who are like, yeah, no, don't holler at me unless you got uh, a fat stack in your pocket. Throw it my way and we can talk. So in, in that kind of interaction of, are you someone who would be interested in this? Fine. But in this particular situation, that's, that's foul. That's messed up, man. That's, that's sexual harassment. And especially when you put someone in a, in a position where they can't safely or, or even comfortably turn you down or not be interested or walk away or whatever, i.e. I've hired you to a private party on a boat. Yep. Uh, I was just going to add to Dan. So I, I see he cleans it up a little, but ideally, no, no. and this is something I also have to learn the hard way, is if you are, if, if, the, if, if your interaction is even remotely work-like, basa se basa. Mm. If, if you then bump into them at the supermarket the next day and they're willing to have a conversation with you, that's different. But if you are in a work environment, don't even try. Don't, don't do like, and I know the like the majority of the people, they don't even listen to this podcast, which is fine. But th- there's nothing more loser than trying to book an, an artist just so you can get close to them. That is like, that's lame. I'm, I'm, okay. I, I really want to know, like, how many success stories do you think exist with, with, with that? Like, guys, so like, this is how we met. Oh my God. So I was busy promoting my album. And then I got a Carl to promote my album in Harare. So I flew out there. And when I landed, there was just roses everywhere. It was so romantic. It wasn't creepy at all. And he was the only person in the audience. And, you know, I just looked long into his eyes and we fell in love. Like, is that how, what you imagine is going to happen right now, fam? To be, to be like, fair, I, I Phil, the, I think we can safely assume that most of the time the people doing this are not looking for a relationship. It's not that like they're looking for, which oh my is, God, there's is, a love in my life. Which is even weirder. Which, which is, get therapy, my man. Please get therapy. <laughs> like, get, 
get therapy work through your 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 validation um and uh, and your attention seeking issues because you're trying to fill a void there that void needs can only be filled with healing and god's grace okay so get some therapy my man also okay so there's 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 that side of things of the people who are actually trying to make moves on whoever they've hired then there's the other side where you're the promoter and you know that that's the move. That's to me. That's just as foul. Anyway, <clears throat> shall we move on? Um, or you still have thoughts? I'm, I've got thoughts. I'm just trying to. I don't want to. I don't want to make this like a, a diatribe. Or, or a, but yeah, man. Okay, um, I will say I I I will I will drop a funny. You know, let, let me let, let me end this with a, with a funny note. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, you know, there's a certain crop. There's a crop of 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 guys in Harare um, that are always in the VIVI. They're always buying bottles, and um, they may use that that clout, that leverage, the uh, the the disposable income to to get women. Yeah, I won't mention names, but there was, there was an international artist who was in the country. Uh, this was pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was pre-pandemic. No, no, no. Yeah, it was pre-pandemic. Yeah, it was during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And then they were in the club. Uh, this is a woman, very popular woman. I'm not going to mention names. And in the VI section, and I and I was there, and it was just, you're chopping it up, catching up, blah 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 blah. And then one of these men's wanted to holler, and then she was immediately like, "Nope." And he's like, oh, "Okay, my bad. Can I get you a drink?" She was like, "Nope, I'm good." Got my bottles here. I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm fine. I was like, okay, can I at least get a pick? And then she was like, nope. Because if I get seen with you, the comments are going to be crazy. So, <laughs> and then you had to see this man just skulk back to his table. Like, oh, it's all right. <laughs> and you can tell they're not used to hearing no. Because of all the, yeah. the, the psychophants all around them all the time. Um, Something else. Let's go on to funnier stories. We didn't get a chance to speak about this last week, but um, Comedy Central hosted the roast of Kanye Mbao, uh, particularly of interest to us because Zimbabwe was a key talking point. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play the clip because I find it so funny. So, well, I like it's not funny, but it's funny. You know what I mean? So I'm just gonna. I had it mm. lined up here, and I've. I was listening to it, so <clears throat> I need to refine the. So uh, just to tell the story again, uh, Comedy Central roast. They get a bunch of people, friends, and mixture friends and comedians and roasters and whatever who are going to be um, insulting each other and the main person. So um, one of the roasters was uh, Zimbabwean-born South African rapper Nadia Nakai. Um, so this is in Poor Pops was the roast master uh, introducing Nadia Nakai. Check it out. Is Are you sure? Me? Am I next? Yeah. You, you don't need a feature. I don't even know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together. Hey, hey. Let's go. You, you know, I didn't believe it when they said you were Zimbabwe at first. I was like, no, guy, and then I remember seeing one of your videos when it was your birthday. Good year. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to birthday. 
today. You guys don't believe me. What? <laughs> Nadia, what number comes after 59? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome on stage Miss Nadia Nakia. Also, he didn't say it right. It's not Sikisite. Sikiste. Why are we catching strays, yo? <laughs> Did you watch the whole roast? Nah, 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 I have not. Did you watch it? Not the whole thing, but I did watch like quite a several clips of several people. Because um, it's the only way you get close to Kanye Bao. Is that it? No, no. Kanye Bao blocked me on Twitter, by the way. Um, yes, I know. I, I wanted to find out your opinion on whether you thought it was a good roast or not. I, I mean, I remember watching it and laughing, like watching parts of it and laughing. And other parts, obviously, it gets too. Like, it's no longer funny. It's now just crass. You know what I mean? Like, add a little bit of, mm. like add a little bit of wit to your humor. <laughs> but apart from that, I mean, at the overall, I thought it was kind of funny. And even the people who I did, Youngster CPT did a great job. As rude and uncouth as he was, I was like, yo, this is funny. And even Nadia, Nadia did well. She did like, there's just one opportunity she missed. One opportunity she missed. Mm. I can't. Okay, so she was she was roasting Cello, the actor, you know, the, the older guy who apparently just yeah. either he just got married or he's he's just started dating a really young girl. So that's what they were roasting him about. And then so she's busy roasting him, and then he says to her, "Like, watch it, my wife is here." And then she said, "What is she doing here? She's younger than me." What she should have said is, "What is she doing here? This event is now under eighteen." That's all she had to say, and bam. <laughs> uh, yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, like, I mean, like, even she, like, I was listening to her, I was like, okay, 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 it's kind of funny. And of course, it's all the writers behind the scenes. But the, the one thing that I found very stupid is Loisa Gola tweeted after the show was aired, yo, big shout out to myself and the writers for the hard work that we did in writing the jokes for the show. And people were like, wait, what? You had writers? You mean these people didn't do it themselves? And then there were literally headlines that said, public reacts as Loiso Gola reveals that the jokes were not original. I was like, oh my. It's literally there in the credits. It literally says writers. What do you think they're writing? So what is the... <coughs> so Dan, what is the stupid part? I'm, I'm, really no, I'm finding it so stupid that it's such a shock that the show had writers. Is it really a shock? And is it a shock to who? It's a shock to... I promise you, just search Kanibao writers. No, but then... No, then you're missing my point. Yeah, it's to, a shock to, to who? To the stupid people. That's the dum-dums. Yes, that's why I'm exactly. saying I find it so stupid. It's a shock to It's a shock to the dum-dums. And then the lazy journalists just regurgitate that for the dum-dums. So it's not a shock. It's just dum-dums. Dum-dums are dumb, Dan. <laughs> yeah. They learn new things every day. <laughs> that's why it's stupid. I can guarantee... <laughs> I can guarantee you right now, if I did a TikTok... And, I, and I, I showed my toilet flashing anti-clockwise because I'm in the Southern Hemisphere. And then I had someone in the Northern Hemisphere flash and it was spinning the other way. And I dropped it as a TikTok. I get 100,000 likes. Oh my God, what? Because <laughs> no one was paying attention in four, in grade 10 physics. Get out of here. People are idiots, bro. You can't keep, keep giving idiots country. If someone genuinely thought Nadia Nakai or Youngster or anyone else who's not a stand-up comedian prepared a stand-up set 
you will be surprised by a lot of things, my friend. You will be surprised by a lot. A lot of people. It was it was a whole conversation. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, I don't, I don't know how people have the thick skin. Man, you'll be sitting with people on there and they're saying that what they're saying. Man, Thibaut Touch was. I don't know how how is he going to have the confidence to, to turn on a the mic? They they kept making fun of him of his fake accent. The <laughs> game, man. I'm Thibaut Touch, man. I'm here at the Ross. Timo Touch did six months of Def Jam and I <laughs> absorbed that accent. It's never washed off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, that's a thing that happened. And, and shout out to us getting getting a, a drive-by. Zimbabweans getting a drive-by. Mm. And, you know, uh, I mean, if there's people looking for people to cancel, yo, sell Beyonce. I don't even know who that is, but apparently, you know, she's she's transitioned and... Yeah, no. Ain't nobody cared about that. Yes. I mean, even I was like, okay, maybe maybe this is going too far, guys. Science. Has it gone too far? Some more stories <laughs> to talk about. Philip, how can you have a story here about Rick Ross that has nothing to do with Zimbabwe? <laughs> <laughs> It's not on my Google Alerts. You know, you've got to keep a keen eye. you got to keep a keen eye. <laughs> Yo, Dan, I just, had a very con- I just had a thought, and I'm very worried. Mm-hmm. You know Rick Ross is kind of like a sex symbol? <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Mm, sorry, I wasn't ready. Sorry, I wasn't ready. A lot of women, are, like, they're attracted to that. They're attracted to, like, a confident, successful, big black man, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With a full beard. They're like, mm. So there's some women that look at Rick Ross and like, mm, mm, mm. Dude, what if he's being fro- flown in? <laughs> under those auspices. Under the... <laughs> can, can you imagine that press release? <laughs> imagine if he doesn't perform. He's like, mm, I was under too much pressure, man. The VVIP, the VVIP area that was right in front of me. Was very- Yo, and you know, the, the funny thing is, I don't lie, my guy. There's, there are few people, okay, well, men, obviously, but like middle-aged, wealthy women, Mm-hmm. They get mad inappropriate, like blatantly yep. inappropriate. Yep. Like, I remember this one time. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm no word of a lie. I'm telling y'all straight up. And I, I think I've only shared the story once or twice because it's been that traumatizing. One time, we're in, we're in Lusaka, we're in Zambia. So we're, we're opening up for, for Kulichana. So Ray goes up and then we were like, you know what? I'm going to hop on the MC. I'm going to amp up the crowd, blah, 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 blah. So I'm there having a good time amping up the crowd. And there's a few, there's a few women giving me the, the, mm, the you know, the thirsty ass. You know, but you know what I mean? When you, when you, when you, when you pre like me, you get used to it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy. So I do my thing, but like, they just locked like so. There's like tables in the front of the stage, and they just locked eyes, bro. Like they're not breaking eye contact. Like to the point, I'm like, yo, this is, this is weird. Like I look at them, then I'll turn away and I'll talk to Ray, and I'll turn around and they still look at my like, goddamn. They're still looking at me. Okay, that type of thing. So after the set, now 
she now sends someone to to the to the artist section. She's like, "Yo, um, here's a bottle, bottle of Moet." I'm like, "All right, good looking out. Thank you." Bam. Take my bottle, having a good time. Then person comes back. She's like, "Yo, so and so would like to see you." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm cool." She's like, "Nah, so and so would like to see you." She's like, we're, we're, "They're about to go to the club. They want you to come with." I'm like, "Nah, that's cool. It's cool. Thanks, it's cool. though. Oh, thank you. will be cool, though." Yeah. Yo, 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 yeah, that's cool. We'll catch you there. She's like, oh, no, you don't do that. I'm like, I bet. So now we're leaving with the artist shuttle going back to the hotel. The the runner guy is now like chasing down the car. The, the mistake I made is we now go to the hotel, drop off the equipment. Now we're like, yo, let's let's go out. Let's, let's scope the scene. I wasn't paying attention. Guess which club we go to, Dan? <laughs> The club with with this woman, mm. fam. When I tell you, the moment I stepped in, literally escorted by two large bouncers to the section. <laughs> that was the longest fifteen minutes of small talk in my life. <laughs> so, so, so Phil, tell the truth. Did it just end in small talk, or? <clears throat> oh yeah, no, no, it definitely did. Definitely did. Hmm. Why didn't you, were you otherwise occupied or, I mean, Phil, I know you to be a very, you're, you're a very opportunity seized kind of guy, you know, I'm, I'm open to things happening. So just because it's being offered, you think I take it? (laughs) I'm just saying, Phil, if from Monday to Friday you go out hunting rabbits and you normally take a break on weekends from hunting rabbits. And on a Saturday, <laughs> a rabbit happens to just hop into your boot, and then nah, fam, that was a that was a hair. That was a big ass hair. <laughs> so, I mean, are you gonna throw it out? Or... <laughs> no, but that's true. Nah, yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it hop on. I'm gonna like, right, you keep hopping, keep hopping, because I don't know if that that if that rabbit had its rabies shots. I don't know nothing. <laughs> nah, I'm taking that risk now. I don't know if that rabbit has another rabbit at the at the at the barn. You know, what I mean, I don't need that drama in my life. And I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, but I say all that to say, rigorous better watch out. Because uh, the the mean graces of Arari are ah, they all apply pressure. Granted, this was Lusaka, but Lusaka Arari same thing. They all apply pressure. They apply pressure. <laughs> but yes, Rick Ross's restaurants aren't clean. Like man was having seventeen year olds working till ten p.m. No, fifteen year old, bruh. He had a fifteen year old working till ten p.m. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he hired them personally. You know, that just reminds me. Remember Focalistic, who was getting money from that woman when he was before we get you think that man was pressure <laughs> he was under pressure meanwhile Deb and Gogo is just watching it's like oh really okay 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 cool 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 hmm. Hmm. well 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 okay so um, uh, Rick Ross is saying yeah 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 cool 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 cool, cool. hey um, Zimbabwe is in Netflix's scopes um, the director of local language, uh, a, a local language series for Africa, um, was speaking on a, a show in South Africa, and she was speaking about how Netflix was going to be focusing on local language f- series and films from Ghana, Zimbabwe, and Uganda in the near future. So it looks like Zimbabwe is going to have some eyes in our direction. 
No, well, they've, 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 they've been for a while, actually. I'm putting... It's just, I think... I'm putting two and two together because this week I was part of a, a business breakfast for voiceover artists. Long story short, um, for too long have we been abused. It's time we stand up or whatever. And um, one of the speakers at this was Joe Njauku. And he was speaking about, yo, Zim, I'm, I'm not going to get into any details, but Zim is about to blow up with animations. And voice actors are going to be needed and stuff like that. So I'm now like, oh, I wonder if this is, I wonder if these two are connected. I wonder. But anyway, that's, uh, that's just something to note. Uh, Spotify is paying attention to Africa as well. Sorry, not Spotify. Shazam. Mm, um, we, like literally the opposite. Because who owns Shazam, Dan? Who owns Shazam? Apple Music, Dan. If we got the, the bottom of 4 billion. So Shazam uh, is going to be showing uh, charts for, Z- not for Zim, but for African countries. Well, 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 they got a few African countries. They now added the charts for Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, Tunisia, as well as Algeria, Cameroon, Ivory Coast, Uganda, Mozambique. This will go along with the charts for, oh, plus other Zambia, Senegal, and Tanzania. This will go along with the South Africa charts. So this is really good. So... I don't know if you've been seeing like um, Shazam are doing a lot more editorial content um, as well. And they're also um, future predicting. So they, they're getting really early data on which songs are garnering interest, which songs are gaining momentum. Um, so like the, the, like when Love and Wachiti was blowing up, they were like, yo, the song's about to be huge because we've seen a lot of Shazams there. The same thing with Finesse. So it, it's really interesting and encouraging to see. We'll, we'll see how it pans out. Hopefully Zimbabwe will finally be on the maps, but we need to get a few more subscribers because our numbers are embarrassingly low. I was in a meeting last week. I was like, yay, that's how little subscribers you have in Zim. Yeah, we got, a, we got, we got no one out here, man. We got no one. Yeah, Zim is tricky, man. Zim be tricky. Um, still in the world of music news, Swiss Beats and Timberland are suing Trilla. <laughs> so let me give some context. So, because I actually wanted to discuss this the week before, there was a, a long piece in the Washington Post mm-hmm. that came out two weeks ago that was speaking about how black creators have not been getting paid by Trilla. By Trilla, and this was a very concerning article. So, if you remember, around the time. Um, a year and a half ago when black creators were striking on TikTok. Trilla swooped in and was like, no, we got y'all. Come on over to us. We're going to pay you. Um, and we're going to put you up in creator houses. And a lot of these young creators moved to LA or relocated for these deals. And the, the Trilla deals that they have are, are pretty strenuous. So you've got to post like three times a day. On Triller. You've also got to post on your Facebook, your Instagram, your TikTok, your Twitter to get people to come over to Triller. Mm-hmm. And you've got to then do the brand deal. So they'll now put you into a cohort and they'll get you brand deals. So there was a story of there was Popeyes and another clothing company that was supposed to be sponsored. And people that selected Popeyes all got content from the clothing company instead. And they were like, yo, we don't know how to advertise. They're like, well, that's not our problem. Figure it out. And they had to figure out how to advertise. And sometimes you get disqualified for, for missing your quotas. And if you miss your quotas, you don't get paid. So you have artists or creators rather who were earning a living or starting to earn a living on other platforms that took that away mm-hmm. to work for Trilla. And then you have the worst ones is young creators 
who had a day job or still in school or whatever. And then they were sold this dream that, yo, Triller is going to subsidize your creation career. So they, they quit their jobs, they relocated and now they're not getting paid. They're missing rent. They're struggling to keep up, but they're still trying to maintain their deliverables because they still want the money that they're, they're supposed to be getting paid. So it was really, it was just terrible. And keep this in mind that Trilla was supposed to go public last year. They delayed their IPO and they've delayed it to a couple of months later in this year. And this is probably why, because they're running out of cash. Now, fast forward to this week, you might remember Dan with much pomp and fanfare. Triller bought Versus from Timberland Swiss Beats. And there was that whole press release about how all the artists who were part of the Versus before were all getting equity and were getting payouts. Well, according to Swiss and Tim, um, they owed about $20 million. But as of recording, there was now an update from Triller. And this is according to TMZ, a rep for Triller just released a statement saying this is not a feud over versus, but simply about earnout payments to Swizz and Tim. Swizz and Tim's have personally been paid by Triller over 50 million in cash and stock to date. And they stand to benefit even more over the time. In addition, they are annual obligations, which if met and no breach. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Which no breach has been multiple time, blah, 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 blah. blah. Breaches occurred entitles them. Traditional payments, they continue. Only one payment of 10 million is in question. We do not believe they have met the thresholds for that payment yet, which include but on a limited delivery of a set number of versus events for 2022, which we have been trying to resolve. And this does not affect versus operations or Triller's ownership of versus. It does proceed in court. We look forward to a judgment that weighs in all the facts. So it's looking tricky. Um, Triller don't seem to know what to do with versus. Um, I mean, the ongoing conversation for a while has been versus kind of fallen off. You remember, I think it was the, um, the Cypress Hill versus, I can't remember who they're going up against. That was behind a paywall that no one seemed to watch. Um, the quality of the verses and the fanfare has greatly dis- uh, reduced since they left Apple Music. And coupling with the other story, <coughs> excuse me. I'm not sure Triller's going to make the IPO. Dan, over to you at the finance desk. What do you think? Did you did you ever use or download Triller? I did. It's very difficult yeah. to watch verses on it. So for me to do... Like the verses account is like locked, which is another weird thing. Yeah, I, I downloaded... I mean, around about the time that Triller was trending, it looked like the next big thing. Obviously, there were several people that were trying to promote Triller. So I was like, all right, I downloaded, created an account, tried to use it, and it was just so... It was just so difficult to do anything. I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, I know if I spend some time, I'll figure all this stuff out. But ugh, I, I don't really want to. I've, I've, I, there's been great conversations recently. Uh, notably, there was one on the, on the Twit podcast. And there was a couple of articles that I read. And I saw a thread as well on, on Twitter about this. But all these spaces, Trilla, uh, TikTok has been doing it. And I guess Trilla, that, that was kind of the, the, the model that they took. Instagram, Facebook. They've become creator media as opposed to social media. If you open your Instagram, you're not seeing your friends and family. You're seeing influencers, big brands, creators, which is what TikTok is. TikTok is, you know, it doesn't matter being friends with someone on TikTok or not. When you open your TikTok, you're basically seeing creators from everywhere, right? In your, in your general, for, I mean, in your feed, in your for you page, um, <laughs> When you go to the friend side, sure, there's people that you see, but most people don't go there. Most people just scroll down 
whatever the algorithm is showing them. And it's mainly <clears throat> creators. And it's clear, we discussed this in the previous episodes, that Instagram and Facebook want to go down that route as well, right? Which is why we keep getting recommended things and recommended people we don't follow. So they're no, lo- they're, they're no longer rightly, it's not right to call them social media anymore. It's creator media. Mm-hmm. And yep. frankly, I hate that. I hate it. TikTok is good for what it is. I don't need seven or eight different types of TikTok. I don't need TikTok, Triller, Instagram, Facebook, all doing the same thing. I, I follow, I got an Instagram because I want to see the pictures of people that I know and people that I followed. And I, I think Triller basically trying to be another TikTok. There was no way that was going to work. TikTok, fig- TikTok came in from the beginning with that. And it was like, this is what if we I'm are. If I'm not mistaken, I think Triller kind of predated TikTok, didn't they? No, because remember TikTok used to be uh, Musical.ly. Mm. And, yeah, and right. basically rebranded. And even, there, even then it was, it was we are giving you, I, I guess the whole idea behind it was you, you, you can use music to, to make your content. And then, but it, it, from the beginning, it was always you are watching creators. So the more popular someone is, the more popular their stuff is, the more likely you're going to see it. It's not about friends and family. Whereas all these other social media sites, Bart Twitter, for example, um, but Facebook, Instagram, uh, basically any other social media site was see what your friends and family are doing. And so Triller predates TikTok by a year. Really? So uh, I don't, I don't, <coughs> yeah, I don't want creators. I'm tired. I'm tired. Even my, in- yeah, opening my Instagram is just tiring, man. I, that's a, that's 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 another reason why I'm I'm moving away from social media and marketing because so I hate it. I hate it. So I hate it. I hate it. Like I hate. You know, the thing is, like I can do it. Like I can make TikToks, mm-hmm. and I know I'll be funny, and I know I'll get followers. And I'm just like, to what end? Like. The, the calculus is not calculating anymore for me. It doesn't make sense. And I got off Facebook because Facebook was becoming incredibly toxic. Um, I'm now kind of getting put off Instagram. TikTok I use as a media consumption tool, like very entertaining. Yeah. Twitter, it's for some weird reason. And I've noticed it like, I think I'm shadow banned on Twitter. In terms of? Because I'll look at... I'll look, I'll look at my, my, my tweets, my tweet impressions. Like all my other accounts are getting like three, four, five, ten 10 X the amount of impressions I'm getting on my personal account. And maybe it's because I, I spent so much time experimenting. So maybe Twitter's like, mm, there's something weird going on here. I don't know. But even within that, like people don't see my stuff on Twitter anymore. So I'm just like, okay, what am I doing? I get way more engagement on my Instagram stories or my, or just on WhatsApp in general. That I do anything else, which is weird. But anyway, Dan, have you been following um, the Army Game Olympics? Yes, uh, I love nothing better than to sit back and watch tanks play football. <laughs> I only saw this because Zimbabwe did so bad. That's the only reason I saw the whole idea existed. For those of you who are wondering what happened. <laughs> Someone who uh, thinks yeah. war is fun. Um, there basically exists the army games where uh, different armies from different countries go through different competitions to uh, just, to, just to see who's the best army, right? 
So Zimbabwe came boom last. In fact, Zimbabwe. Well, that was the, hmm? was was that the overall? No, just well, in just in, in the in this group in this group heat. I don't know overall, but look at the difference mm. in times, Phil. Yeah, we didn't hit any of our targets. <laughs> so the the whole premise of this is the tank has to move around this obstacle course and at the same time fire at targets and hit them. As Dan mentioned, the high the fastest time in our group was South South Ossetia with sixty nine. No, no, kilometers. With the the time, the time is the one that's important. The time was so they thirty three oh six. They finished the, they finished the course in thirty three minutes. Iran, granted, I think it's a little unfair because Iran has made a lot of practice recently. You know what I mean? Just, I mean, to be just, fair, so has Russia. Because like, I think, isn't South Ossetia, is that maybe not Russia, but Russian roundabout you know, Russia? You know what I mean? Like, these, these guys are in the game constantly. You know what I mean? I mean, the, the, last, time the, the last time the Zimbabwean tanks came out was, was to November, and all they did was they followed the road and they just went to state and then they, they went back. You know what I mean? That wasn't really a, uh, wasn't really a test. You know what I'm saying? It's really all about so match fitness. These guys fitness. are still sharp. Yeah, it's about match fitness. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys are still sharp. They're in the game. We've been chilling. We've been too lax. So I think the lesson we need to learn from this is. We need to sharpen our tools. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just let's go to Angola. Let's just, you know, let's just stop beef. Like, yeah, so Portuguese. This is the this is the tweet from well, one of the tweets that's following this this uh, the Army Games. Zimbabwean tank crew at the tank biathlon at the Army Games in Russia somehow got lost and drove into a field in the middle of the track, and then it shows a video of the Zimbabwean tank looking very. Very bad. Zimbabwe hasn't competed at the Army Games for the last two years, but they had one of the worst ever tank biathlon performances. They hit zero targets and took almost an hour to complete the course, which is double the time that South Ossetia did. (laughs) It took them about three to four minutes to set up the main gun for its target shooting. And at one point, the gunner had to get out of the tank to help the commander load the machine gun. <laughs> top-notch, Dan. Top-notch equipment, top-notch security. Well, the good news is it's unlikely that anyone will be like, we really need to take over Zimbabwe. It's so great over there. You know, I never want to hear anyone talk about our enemy... I think I'm up at our army again. Like we can't, we can't, we can't speak on it. But what what we can speak on, Dan, is our Twitter army. Dan, I don't know if you've been seeing the the uproar. It's popping on the timeline. Our boy, our favorite vlogger, who's been in the country. You know, I mean, just you know, shining a light on what's been going on in Zim. He had something to say last night. It was like cyber bully in Zimbabwe is so real, and I wonder how do creators in this country. Survive in such a negative world. That's by Mr. Wodemeyer from Ghana. Damn. People are, people are just coming to be bullied in Zimbabwe. Man, that ain't right. That ain't right. You know what? The internet is toxic all over the world. The internet is... Comment section on YouTube is bad no matter what video you open. Twitter is the, the hub of toxicity. Terrible takes. People just bashing each other. But Zimbabweans have somehow found a way to... You know how the whole world is experiencing inflation? 5%, 10%, 20%. is like, nah, 130%. Again. That's the official, by the way. The whole world is experiencing uh, toxicity on the internet. 
cyberbullying. Zimbabwe is like, nah, <coughs> Zim celebs. So, <laughs> but I, I, I also think there was a bit of, I don't want to sound spicy, but I remember like when I first, I, I'm, I, I'm not familiar with this guy's channel. But I see, I see he's got a lot of following. It's, he's got it's, a big it's, following. It's, it's really also being like the algorithm is pushing it a lot. Like I haven't no, watched the video, I, but talk, for like I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm I'm talking about before Zim. He already had yeah. a million subscribers. Yeah, yeah. So like when he when he arrived, and you see like in that first vlog, there are people who are like, oh, dude, are you not? So unless that was staged, if it was organic, and I I have reason to believe it was organic, mm-hmm. he's got a large following. But it, within the first five minutes of watching the video, I was like, "Yo, this this isn't good. This is this is, this is not good." As in, not a good, okay, not a good know. look for us, or not a good video. No, as in, he's not he's not a good vlogger. Like mm-hmm. his audio is patchy. He he, you can clearly tell he's ad libbing his script. It's not well researched. The shots are weird. It was it it, it was just very run and gun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, but you know, to each their own. I can, I can see the value in it, but cool. But then at the same time, when you use words like, I can't believe Zimbabwe is actually beautiful. Zimbabwe actually has roads. This, there's actual cities here. And then on top of that, to see the people he was flourishing, 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 flourishing. Yeah, I think you got it, Phil. Spot on, nailed it. There we go, flourishing. To see the people he's associating with and the message he's pushing. Even I started like, my man, what's going on here? What's what's happening here? What's happening? What, what, what do you mean? So I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people had some concerns. I think a, a few of them might have jumped out the window because a lot of people were like, yo, my man, it's pretty clear you've been paid to be here. We know what you're trying to do. We see through it. Nah, we're not, we're not playing this game. Or people are getting upset because like, yo, you keep saying all these patronizing things about Zimbabwe. It's like, we don't speak well about our country, but our country is beautiful. My guy, you don't live here. Mm-hmm. You, you're in a five-star hotel. You're going to five-star resorts. You had Gavas ordering 20 plates of food. We can't afford what you're eating right now. So how can you be patronizing to us? And in, in that respect, I understand. I'm just like, and that's why I got annoyed. It's, 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 it's the, very much that. I know more about your country than you do, even though I've only been here a week. And and a lot of people keep saying that. Like it's it's become a recurring theme with pe- Zimbabweans and people internationally. They come to Zim like, yo, Zim is beautiful. Why do you guys keep paying? Like, yeah, because yeah, Zim is beautiful, but things don't work here. That's why you're frustrated. So there's like I, I think this is similar to yeah. another trending discussion that was on the timeline this week, which is uh, someone basically tweeted something along the lines of I mean, there were, there was a lot more context to the tweet, but the, the the part that really caught a lot of people's attention was come back home and fix the country. He was basically saying, guys, life out there is not as rosy as it looks. It's tough, you know. Uh, you, some people are working two, three jobs. They don't have extra money. They don't have time and it's miserable. And blah, blah, blah. Just come home and fix the country. To which everyone responded, yo, uh, clearly you don't live here. And on the one hand, I can't sit here and claim I don't understand the sentiment that Zimbabweans are negative about their country. Because I do kind of understand that sentiment. It is kind of justified. 
and there's context to it because I don't think anyone ever says, you know, the 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 resorts or Vic Falls or you know the the Wange is terrible. That's not what people are generally saying. They say stuff like the economy is bad, which is true. Same with someone who says, just come, just come back. Guys, life is tougher up out there. Just come back to Zim. Yo, there's people in abject poverty. They would much rather be working two jobs. Do you know what I mean? Outside the country. But at the same time, I can't claim to not understand the sentiment of life is not rosy out there. Um, maybe in some situations it might be better off to be back in Zim. I can understand in some situations how that would apply. But uh, overall, everyone's situation it's, is different. It's extremely reductionist. I, I hate yeah. I hate that sentiment for a lot of reasons, but mainly because it's extremely reductionist. What it implies is home is milk and honey. Mm-hmm. If we just fix Zim, that implies that before the first Black Friday, life in Zimbabwe was rosy. That's that's an that's an absolute lie. That's an absolute lie. There are people in Zimbabwe. During the Ian Smith regime, Wangaruma After Ian Smith regime, there was still Kumaruzeva. Those are the same people who, who are fighting over grain now because they have they have no options. So that's incorrect. Yes, after independence, things got better for a few black people. A few, not the majority, a few. That is why black tax exists, because the few that had, had the good thing had to support the family Kumusha. Had to support the cousin, the uncle, the nephew, the little brother, take them to school, pay their school fees, whatever that is, right? And that has now become eroded, which is why you see all these nice houses that are falling apart because the middle class has collapsed. Even before these tweets came up, and we kind of had the discussion, we were just like, it's so difficult to operate in Zimbabwe. Everyone is seeing flames, like... There are things that I've had to endure this year just to cover bills that I am a, I am not proud of. But people are like, dude, you know, we understand because we see what's going on. And you'll be surprised how many people are suffering, how many people are having to make concessions in their life, having to make difficult decisions. And I'm not even talking about the poor. I'm talking about the skilled. Like, let's look at us right now, Dad. And let's have a real conversation because I, I I think that's what people, people kind of ignore that. Let's have a real conversation. Dan, you're a programming manager at the biggest radio station in the country. Station manager. Oh, look at that. You're a station manager at the biggest radio station in the country. Can you plan three months in advance? No. If you weren't getting, if you weren't getting married, like now, now is August. Now you, in an ideal scenario, because I speak to friends overseas, those same friends that have been told that are suffering, GGG, come August, they are planning December holidays. Like, yo, I'm hitting Jamaica, I'm hitting Ghana, Vietnam, Bali, whatever that may be. Can you plan a holiday to Bali? I don't know. I feel like you're, you know, you're putting my, making me look bad, man. Like, no, I'm not, dude, no, I'm not I making you look bad. Because your situation is better than the average Zimbabwean. No, and I'm genuinely asking, can you plan a holiday? I mean, I, uh, your point is your point is valid, but the truth of the matter is that you and I feel are obviously privileged, right? Um, and that's my point. Mm. I'm saying that if if we the quote unquote privileged, because I can, and I'm not even I'm not I'm not I'm not even going to get into it. like I, 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 I now I have a conversation. So I've been I 
I've been waiting on payments for four months. Mm-hmm. I've got various clients that are behind on payments for four months, right? And I got a call last week from Zimra. They were like, yo, my man's you behind on payments. I'm like, okay, how much is it? They're like 30,000. I'm like, wait, 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 30,000, like 30,000 Zim dollars. But at the time, I didn't even have the 30,000 Zim dollars to the transfer. And then I have to stop and ask myself, I'm like, wait, why do I have to pay Zimra again? Because my, like, my money is taxed. If I receive an international transaction, Dan, mm-hmm. let's say I receive $10,000 as, as an international transaction. Before I even touch the money, I'll get a notification that 10000 has been deposited. I'll then get another notification that $1,800 has been transferred, IMTG tax, immediately converted into Zim dollar at the bank rate. Mm. So whatever the bank rate is, I've already lost that US dollar for amount, right? Then every time I try to do a transaction or withdraw that money, I can charge $50 for a withdraw. The maximum amount of my, I, can, I can withdraw is like five, is $2,000. If I transfer that money to you, I'm getting charged 2% transfer tax, 5% the new bond tax, plus regular taxes. So all in all, I'm probably losing about 8% of the value just in the transfer. And then you have to pay your, your service providers, right? Mm-hmm. And that transfer, that tax keeps thinking on, how can you run a business like that? And then I've got NASA coming to me every month saying, yo, we need our remittances. I, I asked the NASA officer, my man, where's this money going and how am I going to benefit from it? He couldn't even answer it because that money is being used to fund um, corrupt activities. <coughs> then on top of that, we've got electricity. Have you noticed electricity has gone up, but they didn't tell us. Not only did the, the, the cost go up, but the consumption of, of, of units has gone up. Have you noticed? Mm, no. But even within that, I need to get my independent electricity system because I can't trust this. I need to get my own backup power. I have to buy my own water. I have to pay for someone to come collect my rubbish because the city council isn't coming to collect. On my hood, on my street, a private company fixed the potholes because they were damaging the, the director's fancy cars. So roadworks are, are, are being paid for as well. Have you gone to the grocery? Have you done groceries recently, Dan? It's $200 yep. for me. And I once again, done. I'm privileged. $200 last me a week and a half, maybe two. Like two weeks. So that means in a month, if I'm being conservative, I'm spending $400 on groceries. The poverty datum line is at $250, which is already BS. But that's also what civil servants are getting, mm-hmm. $250. So if you're a civil servant, if you're- Al- even Allegedly, if you're by the eating, way, at, and not at that yeah. rate, but still, okay? Yeah. If you're a civil servant, just eating alone, you've already, you, you, you're already at zero. That doesn't factor in transport, living expenses, food, school fees, travel. You can't even go watch a movie, nothing. Like that's just your life. You can't get airtime, nothing. You can't even save up to buy a phone. Yeah. So all these factors, once again, Dan and I have established, we are the privileged people, but the quality of life is so crappy the reason why we've been missing episodes and the reason why I've been sick is because I'm so stressed in this country. My health is failing me. So I take it as a personal affront. When you tell me guys, things aren't that bad. My man, tell that to my doctor. Should I show you my medical bills? Like I literally have stress induced by this country. <laughs> and you're going to tell me it ain't that bad. Nah, fam. What are you talking about, Phil? Zim is beautiful. Zim is a beautiful country. 
Don't talk bad about yeah. your country. I'm, I'm going to tell them to start tweeting you. Yeah. <laughs> Zim is a beautiful country. I don't think you get it, Phil. Zim is a beautiful country. Why don't you get it? Right. You don't get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of Zimbabwe being beautiful, do you, have you, do you notice we've got a measles outbreak? Yeah, you know, disease happen all over the world, Philip. You know, it is what it is. Stuff happens. It is what it is. Let's listen to some music. Oh, did you? I saw this story. This, this story tickled me. Did you see the the Mashwede scam? I did not. I don't like to pay attention to scams, Phil, because you know one day no, you, you'll just it, read your it, name. Mashwede employees stole seventy thousand dollars worth of alcohol. Like, yo, Mashwede is making a lot of money. If you guys lost seventy thousand dollars, they really noticed. <laughs> until an auditor was like, and and Mashwede is like, what's going on? <laughs> Super Sundays is something we need to go. To. I, no, no, no. It's okay. Thank you. Every description I've heard of it makes me think. You know what? I'll pass. It's cool. I'll pass. I'll, it's fine. I, I would have gone there five years ago. Let's do. Let's do music. <laughs> let's do music. Oh no! Wait. First, tell us. First, tell us uh, about being outside. Oh yes, yes. We've been outside. What do you want to hear, Dan? How have you been outside? Dan? I have not. I was sick, Philip. As you know, I was quite sick. Things were tough. Yeah, I'm sick. I too. was literally bedridden. <laughs> Now I've got what you had. Um, wait, what did we do? We did Dub and Gogo. Mm-hmm. Dub and Gogo was pretty cool. Um, got to see her perform. It was nice. It was, it was, it was a little lower turnout than I expected. Um, but yeah, man, that oh, was a good show. It was a good show. Um, obviously, as I discussed, I did not go to the the Yo-Yo Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to see Dali Wonka, but I ended up going to Thor, which we can just transition to the movie segment. <laughs> Yo, yeah, let's talk about it. That, I don't like that. That movie was so bad. I was missing Dark World. No, no, no. I refuse. I refuse. No, no ways. B- because you're a Taika Waititi stan. No, but Dan, can I'm, you admit? I'm, I'm not a Taika Waititi stan. Thor Love and Thunder was bad. It, was, it wasn't good, yeah. It was bad. I mean, it was, it was... Literally what I said is it was very bright and fun and noisy, but it wasn't a good movie. I remember like... And I said this audibly during the movie. I think we were like 20 minutes in. And they, they were just, they just kept cracking jokes. And I was like, yeah, but what, I, what are we, what is happening here? But you don't like jokes in movies. I love jokes in movies. No, I, I love jokes in movies, but not, not to the detriment of the story. Like there was actually a really great story to explore there. But Taika Waititi chose to just crack jokes on screaming goats. That was it funny. It was bad. No, it was funny the first time. It was hilarious. Hilarious, Philip. Look at you standing. So, uh, out of ten, what are you giving to? Uh, um, I need to. I need. To, I need a scale. I need a scale. I would give Thor. Four out of ten. I'd probably give you the same. So it's weird how you're arguing with me when, nah, yeah, four, four, three. Like the action was okay. They just, they, they missed a great opportunity with Jane's transformation. Also the storyline was weak with that. It was just, ugh. My understanding is there was a, a deleted scene that specifically dealt uh, with Jane's transformation, all of that. But even then, like, uh, it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a good movie at all. The story was bad. They didn't handle it well. So, but phase four is looking shaky in the light, though. 
It's looking real shaky in the light. Yeah. Yeah, phase four is not strong. But look, phase one was not strong either. Uh, no, it wasn't bad though. Phase one was dope. There was Iron Man. There was Hulk. Okay, Hulk was kind of weak, but it wasn't bad. It was just, eh. Hulk was like, eh. Uh, Even Iron Man, Iron Man was good. Iron Man was good. It introduced a lot of things. Iron Man was great. Um, the first Thor movie, I loved it. Ah, that was, no, it wasn't great. The first Thor, I loved it. I loved it. No, so Dan, I think another thing we've got to remember, right? We, and the reason why this store is being so is being so castigated is because it's being compared against everything else in the genre. Mm-hmm. So if you remember, superhero movies have always been trash. Like they have not been good outside of like the first X-Men and maybe Days of Future Past. But even like when you look at it in continuity wise, it wasn't good. Superhero and Marvel movies have not been good. Mm-hmm. So I remember first watching the first Iron Man, I was like, ah, this is surprisingly good. Mm. And I remember watching um, the the John Woo Hulk many years ago. It was slow as hell, but that was actually a good movie. Then the second Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, was decent, right? Then the Thor was dope because of the lighting. I remember the lighting, the stunts, the effects. It like at that time, it was top tier. Comparing it to like Ragnarok, obviously, doesn't hold a candle to it because the stakes increased mm-hmm. because the, the the movies were making that much money anyway. So that's the first door was good. In my opinion, I love the first door. Ever since then, Dark World, trash. Ragnarok, I didn't hate it. Ragnarok was actually a good movie. I just didn't like the fact that Ragnarok focused on the humor, on what was supposed to be a tragic story. Like we only saw Thor really dealing with the emotional effects of Ragnarok in Endgame, which I was, I felt was a missed opportunity. And then the, the most annoying thing is Love and Thunder erases that whole emotional journey because apparently Thor was sad and overweight, not because of the the weight and the guilt about not killing Thanos or, or, or losing his family, but because he was heartbroken over women he dated. And keep in mind, Thor's been alive for thousands of years. But somehow this woman is the guy. Okay, but but you know what, Phil? The the um, the 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 first Thor and the second Thor Dark World were that tragic, sad story of Thor who's going through a lot, blah blah blah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And they didn't work. They did. The first Thor was good in the context of, man, these superhero movies are getting quite good. But when you watch it back, it's like, mm, maybe it's not that great. And then Taika Waititi with Ragnarok, granted it's true, it, it was kind of over the top with humor. I get that. It really was. But that's what made it good. Because you're like, this juxtaposition of... Of of this um, tragic tragedy story, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But at the same time, Dan, like you know, like if you if you speak, maybe put the phone down because when you're distracted, it it it, it it's very apparent to our audience. The phone is down, my man. The phone is down. <laughs> the phone is down. 
But the point is, but the point I'm making here is that humor and Marvel has kind of obviously gotten a, 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 a reputation for that, but that humor that Marvel put into, into, into Thor uh, Ragnarok, that's what made the movie good. Cause it was just so unexpected. It's just, it just changed everything around. And of course, again, it's a taste thing. So there's things that you like and things that you won't like understandable, but in my opinion, that's what made Ragnarok dope. And I think that was what they were trying to do with Love and Thunder. And they just jumped the shark, went a bit too far with it. And now it was just... And in all the interviews, I watched a couple of the interviews that uh, Taika Waititi did in, to promo the movie. And he was just like, yo, we have... Some people will think we've gone too far with the jokes. But that's it. We just crammed a lot in. And that's when I was like, oh, no. If Taika says it's gone too far. Uh. But yeah. Anyway, long story short... Thor Love and Thunder was not a good movie. There were some things about it I enjoyed. It's not like I regretted watching it or I wish I didn't watch it, but it was not a good movie. Also, we are so late to this discussion. No one is talking about no, it. No, it's fine. It's like, it's not a, it's no, not a talking it's, point. It's, it's, it's not a rewatch. I'm not going to rewatch it. Maybe if I do all, the whole MCU at some point, there's not too many movies to watch the whole MCU, but let's listen to music. To Come on, let's go. Music. Yo, can you imagine, can you imagine when we have kids? And we try to tell them about this. Then we've got to watch like a 50. got to watch 50 something. <laughs> 50 something movies. Ah, yeah. Now you also got to factor in the TV shows and you got to watch <laughs> several seasons of all these different ah. TV shows. Ah, it's too late. Ah, we, ah, Moon Knight, we're giving it a skip. I'm not watching Moon Knight until Miss Marvel, we're giving that a skip. Probably only going to watch Loki. Loki is probably the only MCU and WandaVision. But actually, no, WandaVision isn't worth it anymore because they retconned the whole WandaVision storyline in Doctor Strange. So you don't even watch that. Yeah, it's cool. No, they didn't. Dude, the whole point of WandaVision was she was learning to grieve. And at the end of the season, she uh, she realized, yeah, my kids are gone. And then she's like, no, actually, no. No, no. But, but okay, in terms of the world building, WandaVision puts like there's a lot involved in WandaVision. Because I think Scarlet Witch is going to be a big story going forward. So just understanding her, the, the extent of her powers, who she is and whatever. But she's like, dead, Dan. No, she's not. She's not dead. Until she's you see dead. a body, she's not dead. She's not dead. Well, we saw a, a dead body of Dr. Strange and somehow he wasn't dead either. You see, mm. you see. So de- death, plus, plus now there's, there's other universes. Ah, it's, no one is dead anymore. What are you talking about? That same person will exist in another universe and they would come back. If they see the th- if they see things are struggling, hey, phase four hasn't phase four like it should have. Guys, bring back Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Let's go phase five. Except this <laughs> like is uh, another version, another variant. Anyway, music time, Philip. <laughs> All right, All right let, me, let me let me clear the background. We've got a backlog of songs. So first, we've got a song about Ayaka. She's a you might remember her from the the two thousands. She was an urban group vocalist. This song, Dan, believe it or not, was uh, mastered. By Odias and produced by Ziggy Phantom. This got sent to our inbox. I played it for the patrons a few weeks back. Let me give you a listen. I don't know if you heard it.
Sounds dope, actually. All right. Do you have anything lined up, or should I play the next one? I do. I I do. So um, there is okay. This is kind of an obvious song, and it's been out for a while, and probably a lot of people have heard it. But I feel like it's not right if we don't play it. It's the new uh, Takura. It's called Wanda Chuza. Check it out. I think this is a lovely song. I quite enjoy it. I must say, great song, great song, Takura. Love it. Um, you got something else? Or can I play the next one? Well, Dan. Um, once again, uh, we need to highlight that we are not journalists. Yeah. Okay. We at, on this podcast, on this podcast, anywhere else is a different story. But on this podcast, we are very open to payola. We, in fact, we encourage it. If you want your song featured on this show, send us money. And shout out to our patron DJ Terry Moyes. He did just that. He sent in a very well timed donation, and then two days later, he sent us a press release for a song that he was dropping. So this is a "Let You Go," the Ama Piano remix by DJ Terry Moyes and Mufaro. Let's give it a sample. Dan, let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten, Philip. 10 out of 10 Maybe you have to go you go by DJ Terry Moyas I'm a piano remix if you'd like your song featured on the podcast just head up to rocktobers.com forward slash donate it's actually pretty dope 
It's Gr- actually pretty gr- dope. Granted, um, granted, we have to like you, you know a friend of the featured. podcast, Phil. Um, probably, I might even say a best friend of the podcast. Uh, he had a new song out a couple of weeks ago, and we tragically missed it, Phil. But I think at the same time, you know, uh, I was sick, and we were, you know, we didn't really do the the things that we normally do. But I'm glad that we're able to now showcase this uh, this brand new song from Jason Larue. Mm-hmm. And he hooked up with uh, Lazarus Man to make a dope Afrotech song. Uh, it's called Remarkable. sunsets. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, Playground just released a new song featuring Just Becky. Dope song in my opinion as well. Uh, it's called Head to Toe. Which playground? Is this a South African playground? Or yeah, yeah, South playground? African playground. Um, quite like it.
malanga no hela gafila Oletsuka ngempilweni yami what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Cool, cool, cool. Let me give it a proper listen. I quite like it as well. Uh, it was actually Gemma who sent me this song. It's like, hey, check out this brand new song from uh, Playground. I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, there's a ton of music, obviously, from the last time that we were here. I don't think it's necessary to play every single song, but uh, let me Did see. Did you listen this. to the new game album, Dan? All no, well, well it's now twenty nine songs, no longer thirty one. Uh, but have you listened to it? I have not. <sighs> if the game wasn't such a gimmicky artist, he would be dope. I was actually some. I was actually, I was actually impressed with Black Slim Shady. It's it's kind of convoluted, but artistically, what he does is quite impressive. I was a fan of the game. I think many of us were, I guess. But I was like a huge fan of him back in the day. The gimmicks are what kind of like, oh my goodness, ah, tired. Um, there's a lot of new African music as well. There's a new Fireboy that came out. Not the album, the new song. Um, no, it's an album. It's part of the album. You, you dropped a new album. Yeah. And then there's Q-Twins. Holy Ten got a new, you got several new songs in the past couple of weeks. Uh, there's an artist called El Charisma. That seems to be getting a little bit of of um, shine. From? It's a, it's a it's a she. It's a her from Zim. Um, oh. so now Zim has three charismas, at least minimum. Her her name's <laughs> El Charisma. She, her new song is called "Like a Star." I was checking it out earlier and I wasn't <clears throat> sure. Like it's 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 potential, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna play it though. Um, the new Q Twin song is obviously pretty dope. Um, came out this uh, came out this week. Oh wait, playing. Uh, I'm still playing hit to. It's Q Twins, Toloam, Dudu Zinube, and Big Zulu. It's called Alusafani. I think we can wrap it, wrap it up. Do you have a song to end with? I have several here. No, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. All right, cool. Uh, I'll pick one of these. Um, listen, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you very much for being here. We appreciate you. Uh, you can support us on twobroketumbers.com forward slash donate. 
you can also support us just by continuing to share the podcast with your friends, with your enemies. Uh, we we are grateful and we appreciate it. Uh, like, mm. share, subscribe, as the, all the usual stuff that you hear all creators say. Uh, they say it because it makes a difference. It actually helps. And um, yep, 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 it does. Yeah. What you can do, the very least you could do, just drop a comment. That's all you got to do. Just drop a comment. We would appreciate it. You know what, Dan? I just realized we actually have a a ton of new patrons that I haven't given a shout out to in a while. Hold on. Please, let's shout them out. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just shout out all the new Patreons. We got, we need to shout out Tinei Nyandoro. Shout out to you. We need to shout out Chaz. Shout out to you. We need to shout out Zunadine. Shout out to you. Stambiso. Shout out to you. We need to shout out Priscilla. Oh, that was, that was a big one. Ooh. Wow. 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 We need to shout it. out Simbarashe D. I don't know if you heard your full name. Shout out to K Ash. Yo, damn, we got a lot of new patrons, bro. Things are things are looking good. Things are looking good. Shout out to Tino. Wow, we got a lot of new patrons, man. Things are looking good on the Patreon right now, son. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Shout out to everyone who has contributed and continues to help us out. We we much appreciate. Um, yeah, so I guess that's pretty much it. Thank you very much, guys. Um, yeah, we will catch you in the next episode. I think um you know what it's fine we'll, well let's give El Charisma this this final song this uh, I'm going to end the show with uh, this El Charisma song and uh it's called Like a Star and we will catch you in the next episode right. We out I don't we out <laughs>
I can't stop. 